today is seeking a crown. Seeking a crown. And I got this idea thinking about the Olympics and the Bible. So there is some spirituality here. Uh, But I don't know if you knew this. At the first Olympic Games back in 776 B.C., uh, someone's excited about that one. They're like, I was there! It was awesome! Uh, Competitors did not receive uh, medals. Instead, the the top athletes were crowned with wreaths uh, made of olive leaves. Uh, Exactly, just exactly like this one right here. This is, you know, we've we've saved this from uh, ancient times. Uh, But they would get this crown, and and that's what they would wear. And and Paul mentions these wreaths in his writings to the Corinthians and to Timothy. And at the first modern Olympic Games, which took place in Athens in 1896, uh, that's when winners started receiving silver medals and olive branches. And then the runners-up received bronze medals. And the second modern games took place in Paris in 1900. And, and this was kind of strange to me, but, but pretty cool. Winners actually received valuable paintings and works of art rather than gold medals. Yeah, do some interior decorating with that. But then four years later in St. Louis where many of us were just a month ago at the REACH conference, uh, which was a great time. By the way, shameless plug, you can still go online and listen to classes from that. Uh, It's just like $5. It's not that expensive. I mean, I remember when we used to have to pay like, what was it, a couple bucks for a tape. Uh, So you get, you know, five bucks, you get get all these classes you get to listen to, and it'll help you not be weird, which is awesome. But in St. Louis was the first Olympics uh, actually in America. And it was nearly five months long. Imagine your TV programming taking up, you know, hijacked from the Olympics for five months. It included the tug-of-war, for all you tug-of-war fans out there. And the first, second, and third place athletes were awarded the gold, silver, and bronze medals, replacing our wonderful wreaths. So it was a sad day for wreaths, but a good day for medals. But the Greek word for wreath, or crown of victory, is uh, stephanos, uh, and it's used in the Bible around 18 times. So there is a connection we'll get to. Uh, A couple of scriptures here in 1 Corinthians 9.25. It says, everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it. Also in 2 Timothy 2.5, also if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize. Same Greek word there, unless he competes according to the rules. You know, and I wanted to share this lesson, because one, I I thought it was cool seeing the different times crown is mentioned uh, across the New Testament, uh, but also wanted us to think about imperishable crowns. Crowns that will last. Uh, Because I think we can be distracted by the the short-term prizes and put our security in those. Whether it is a uh, Olympic competition, or Pokemon, or financial status, or win at a conversation. Oh, I, I got a good point in that conversation. I was right. That's a win. Or just having good air conditioning. Certainly a win these days. But we can focus on the short-term prize. You know, myself, I can get caught up in, in what might seem important right now. Uh, Checking out preseason football, seeing how the teams are doing, what's happening in the NFL, or the latest movie info. Oh, when's the next superhero movie? How's this trailer going to look? What's happening in the world of action movies? 
Even this uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, I was trying to get rid of these creatures called squirrels uh, in my backyard, which has started to dig up the place a little bit. And I was like, man, I got I to gotta find something because I'm getting tired of throwing my Frisbee discs at them. And so I started looking on the Internet, and I got this. Uh, I was like, what can get rid of them? And, and I found this owl, this intense owl. And I was like, I want to get this owl to scare away the creatures. And so I ordered the owl, and the, the owl came in this box. And, of course, now it's just sitting there in the box, and I've gone on to the next thing, and I haven't even freed the owl to chase away the critters because I'm just going from one thing to the next. It's not a live owl, just, just in case you didn't get that. But we can just get in this habit of just going from, from one thing to the next, one little prize to the next little prize. That's not eternal. Even like walking in a store this last week and, and seeing Halloween items. Already up. <laughs> it's August, people. Anyway, Halloween items are already up. But then what happens October 31st? After October 31st, it's replaced. Well, yeah, half price on candy. That's true. But then after that second day, then it's all replaced. And the next holiday comes in another perishable item. And while it can be fun to have rewards or awards on this earth, God is some even better crowns for us to go after. Prizes that are eternal. Prizes that are meaningful, that won't fade. And everyone likes a prize. So let's take a look-see here. The first point, seeking Christ's crown. In Matthew 27, 29, it says, And after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they knelt down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Mark 15, 17. They dressed him up in purple, and after twisting a crown of thorns, they put it on him. John 19, 5. Jesus then came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold, the man. Now you may be thinking, Adam, this is kind of a weird prize. This just got dark really quick. But stick with me. Christ's crown the crown of thorns, it, it was a mockery of a crown, which he wore for us. But this, this crown of suffering for our sin, Christ's crown, you know, it, it's interesting when you go way back in the Old Testament, Genesis 3, 18, it talks about thorns are put into play as a curse. A curse due to Adam and Eve's sin. And then in Galatians three thirteen, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. But we do see Jesus, Hebrews 2, 9, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Christ's crown of mockery became glory. It gives us the chance to be sin-free. He removed all sin, curses, punishment that was due our sin. To be sin-free, not just for one day, but for for all eternity. Think about what that would be like. What would that be like for you? I know for me, it'd be no hang-ups, no mistakes, nothing setting me back, no crazy thoughts insecurities, impurities, 
no hurting myself or, for, or others because of my sin. You know, it was pretty cool in St. Louis. I got to see the, the musical Upside Down, uh, which if you didn't know, it's, it's based on the, uh, the book of Acts. And there's a song that plays during it. It's called When I Die. And it starts off with this Roman soldier singing it, and he sings about when I die. He's just, it's basically he's just, he's just living, and then he dies, and then, and then that's it. But then you see the Christians starting to sing about when I die. And they start getting excited about, about seeing Jesus, about seeing God. I'm going to see his face. And this excitement they have and this enthusiasm. And when I heard that song, when I saw it, it just convicted me. Because I thought, what, you know, what's my attitude as I go through life, as I have first world problems? Am I enthusiastic for, for seeing God's face? And that's what Christ's crown allows us to do. Because of that, we get to see God. We get to be perfect. And, and everyone else around us is perfect. That's a pretty good prize, right? That's something of worth. You know, seeking Christ's crown, it's, it's focusing and, and remembering what Christ has prepared for you. And I know later we'll have a, a time of communion when we think about Christ's sacrifice, his, his body and his blood for us. And during communion, you may feel a variety of, of emotions. I remember when I was a young Christian, it's just kind of forcing myself to think through every thought or feeling, and I would have my, my head down during communion, and kind of look up, is anybody else? Oh, everybody's still praying. Okay, i got to pray more. You know, in some weeks, I do have a lot to connect with, but other weeks, it's just, man, I'm just joyful. Just thankful for what I have, for what God has given me. It doesn't have to be this huge, dramatic moment, but just, just thank you, God, for allowing me to have this, to be able to be where I am in life. You know, and as important as that, that moment is during communion, it's, it's also seeking Christ's crown through the week. And I know this isn't a, a, a new concept for some of us, but I would guess many of us in here, we start to ask for short-term prizes and think about short-term wins and, and forget to say, give me Jesus, like we sang earlier. We forget to sing that throughout this week. You, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. And, and I would even challenge us to, to think through that song each day this week. Or if you're a hater and you don't like that song, <laughs> think through being sin-free in heaven every day. If you'd like, attach a scripture to it if that helps you out. But just conceptualize that think about that and let someone know next sunday how it affected you maybe it's the person sitting right next to you although they could be in a different region next week so you may want to make sure you talk to someone uh, this week that's in your same region but think about that this week because i bet as we look forward to christ's crown i'm betting you'll think less about worldly prizes probably have a better mindset and attitude towards what's going on in your life. Number two, what God has to offer, seeking a crown of glory. In 2 Timothy 4.8, it says, In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, 
which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. James 1.12, blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. 1 Peter 5, 4, and when the chief shepherd appears, you, you will receive the unfading, unfading crown of glory. What a prize. How amazing that will be to receive the the crown of glory. That's better than any work bonus I've ever gotten. You know, and I think in my broken thinking, I can think, oh, I'm going to get, I got something good. This was good. God gave this to me. I got something good. But then in my broken thinking, I can think, oh, it's going to be taken away. Or when's, gonna, when's God going to zap me because I got this good thing? But that's not what Jesus promises. He says it's unfading. He says he's not going to take it away from us. He's going to give it to us. and we, we get to keep it. In his play, first produced in 408 B.C., comic playwright Aristophanes jokingly suggests that the winners of the Olympics would receive gold as their prize if only Zeus weren't so poor. Oh, Aristophanes and your jokes. But you know, here's a thinking, uh, joking about their God, about not being rich enough to supply gold. And I think about our God. Unlike fake gods, our God is going to deliver. Persevere under trial, because something's coming for us. It's better than gold. I remember turning 16 years old, and I was looking forward to, to driving a car all by myself. And I had this this blue Chevy Beretta. I can't remember how old it was or how many miles were on it. And I think I only had it like a year or two. I mean, it was it, it was kind of messed up. It had it had water. You know, anytime it rained, there would be water in the floorboards. And uh, I mean, it was just. But I loved it. It was awesome. I mean, it had these cool blue panels. It had the the handles on the side. It had a cassette deck. Man, that was great. <laughs> loved it. And I was looking forward to it. And then I got a, a football injury. And so I had to put back the driving of the car. And I remember going through physical therapy, learning how to drive again, and then getting in that car. And then I just wanted to, to get in the car and, and go with friends and, and go to Six Flags in Atlanta. And I wanted to put myself on some machines that would make me go really fast. I don't really have that desire now. But, but you know, that was the, the anticipation. And as I had to wait for, for being able to drive the car, that anticipation, it built. And it became more of worth to me of being able to actually drive a car. Well, this crown of glory, it's, it's worth the wait. It's better than that. It's better than a free season pass of Six Flags. You know, and we may have to wait. We may go through some 
hard times. We may have some injuries, physical, emotional hurts. You may have some recovery time, some healing. You may have to kind of remember how to, okay, how do I do this thing following God again? I'm kind of thrown off, but I, I, I need to do this again. But take heart. Christ has overcome. And just like he fulfilled his promise of rising from the dead, he's going to fulfill the promise of giving us something that is worth glory. He will have a reward at the end for us as we wait, as we build in anticipation for it. And just knowing this, it, it helps me to be more secure. It helps me not to want to look at the, the prizes of today as the ultimate prize. It, and it also motivates me to want to tell people who don't know about Jesus, who don't know about the prize, what he has to offer is better. It makes me want to share when, when I'm focused on that, that crown of glory. You know, and I also think if you're, if you're looking around, worried about recognition or validation, whether that's in the, in the church here or success in the world or looking good among your peers, you know, you need to realign yourself with God's promise of eternal glory. God's going to give you a prize. You just got to wait for it. Don't get bent out of shape if you don't get recognized today. And realize God has something so much better for you. Third crown, seeking a crown of people. And I'm not talking about people pleasing here. But in Philippians 4.1 it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren whom I long, my joy and crown... In this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. 1 Thessalonians 2, 9. For who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? You know, Paul had people in his life who he thought of as crowns. There were people who he thought were amazing in his life. And so I've got some crowns up here. Oh, I mean. <laughs> and so I've got some crowns. Oh, I can separate them out. That's good. But there's some people in here that I think can be recognized. D. Jackson, where are you? Come on up here. You know, single mom, leading a group of single moms, helping out, traveling around, going on hope trips. I know, it's a beautiful crown. Just like in Greece back in the day. Jen White, helping out with AV. Come on down. <laughs> Gotta love our AV team. It's just amazing what the, the contribution, uh, contribution, like Alan talked about earlier. The get up in the morning, help out afterwards. Here we go. Uh, I'll bring the crown to you. There you go. <laughs> Somebody can help her out. And I got one crown for, for Marco and Kitty Pescara. You guys are going to have to share it. I saw y'all earlier. They took off already? No, they're there. They're there. Okay, good. 
Well, Marco, I love these guys. They've just moved to the Northwest here recently and, and helping out with the, uh, the marriage, the family group. And then also uh, we've talked to them about helping uh, uh, shepherd a little bit in the, the singles of the Northwest, just creating family. You guys can share that. There you go. Yay. Hey, there it is. Even better. That's a better fit right there. And then lastly, Logan Igarta from the uh, campus ministry. Come on down. I just think you're awesome, so I'm going to give you a crown. How about that? Did you get a haircut? That looks good. But my crown, my joy, crown in the presence of our Lord Jesus. You know, what can keep us from seeing disciples as a crown? You know, I think about when I'm busy. When I feel like I get interrupted by someone, it's hard to think about someone as a crown. Or I can get just used to people being around. Oh, they're around. You know, there's, you know, they're there. I can forget to express compliments. So I'm not really a, a natural kind of complimenty kind of guy. But I got to work on it. It's hard when there's conflict. Trying to love. Learning to love even when you feel like you're getting hit. You know, it's like, ah, oh. Love even through the imperfections. My crown, my joy. And Paul saw these disciples grow and thought, wow, my, my crown. He had influenced them. He had taught them. He had inspired them, befriended them. So who are you being a good crown to? Are you humble? Are you learning from other people? Are you uh, able to be influenced? Are you friendly? Are you a joy to others? Do you think of your discipling partners as crowns? Maybe it depends on the conversation that week. But do you think of them as crowns? You know, you get together, you, you share scriptures and lessons or, or ideas with each other, influence and learn from each other. Are they a crown to you? Are you, are you getting that perspective in your own mind? Wow, they're a crown. You know, I think there can be this temptation for us to feel we have to make these, these huge speeches or, or be in front or be recognized in front. And God's like, you have an opportunity right in front of you to help each other be crowns. God's like, work on that. Grow as a crown yourself and help the other person to be a crown. You know, earlier this year, we had a sister appreciation. And so I got a pic of uh, some sisters with some crowns on there. Yeah, there you go. But it was cool. It was encouraging. You know, the brothers put this huge event together and gave them crowns and helped them to feel like royalty. And, and later on, the, uh, the sisters soon are going to uh, appreciate the brothers. That's coming up, this other royalty event. It's fun being in the singles. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's good to show appreciation, it, it, to verbalize that. But it doesn't necessarily have to be these big, extravagant events. It's just verbalizing. It's just communicating. Just Little comments to one another. Little comments of appreciation, of praise, of respect. 
You know, actually, think of someone in the church right now. Just think of someone who's just helped you out. Or or, or write it down if you're kind of like me. I kind of need to write things down or I'll forget it. But, you know, think about it or write something down, someone down that you can talk to this week or, or even after this and just share something you're thankful about them. It doesn't have to be like this big paragraph essay thought. It's just, just something simple. Just helping them out. Expressing how they are a crown to you. And it starts with that, that mindset of, of longing for, of joy, of, of being humble, of thankful. Not being critical of others, but, but speaking the truth in love to each other. Investing in each other. I'll kind of wrap up with this last thought. On, on Friday night, as many of you realize, the, the Olympics started up. And it was opening ceremonies. And we just, we just wanted to open our house and have a you know, few people over. Had some people over in the Northwest, over our family group, over. A couple people in the Southwest came over. But it was just so cool. I, getting these texts from people in the afternoon saying, oh, yeah, I'm coming over. And what can I bring? That's all exciting when they're like, Wow, that's a double sounds good. You're coming and you're bringing a snack. That's great. But just that longing, just that excitement of just like, friends. Friends hanging out and and no drama. (sighs) No stress. Just being able to love each other. Just, you know, talking about life and kind of watching something on TV. I just think about heaven and how that's going to be like for eternity. Friends hanging out, no drama, no sin because of Christ's crown. All of us feeling pretty secure because we've all got the crown of glory on our heads. And then really just being able to long for one another and being a joy to one another. As we prepare for communion, hopefully this has made you think of some some better prizes to think of and live differently in light of them.